0: Hey, guys, um, you know, I just, it's, we've been doing this a long time now, and I think we're just getting yeah. really, really good at it, and not enough people know exactly how good we are at podcasting, so I think it's time that we, like, speed run an episode.
1: You you think we can do this? I think so. I
0: think we can, I think we can get through an episode pretty quick. I think we could hit all the things for us to do in, in record time, and people would be really impressed with that, I think. Yeah, I mean... I
2: mean, look. Let's, let's you know we we don't need to be fake humble here. Matt's right. We're fucking great at this. We're really, right. we're we're, we're experts. Fucking terrific. I, yeah. I think we should right. try it.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, well, okay. I just want to just just brace yourselves because you know we've never done this before. I want to okay, make okay. sure that we're gonna be okay. Um okay. Let me just crack my knuckles. Okay.
1: Silence. It was uh, absolute silence. Yeah. But he did fucking he did try.
0: Wiger over here. Um, okay. Here we go. Let's go. Devin, hit the theme music. I'm
1: going to I'm
3: to get a <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't know oh, God. <laughs> I
1: don't oh, feel never good. Never
0: again. No, no. Oh my no. god. You know, never again. Why? Never again. <sighs>
2: my,
1: my teeth <sighs> are loose.
2: <laughs> my dick fell off.
1: Oh, what? <laughs> what? What?
2: We take our sweet time discussing speed runs and explore the games of 1995 in Heather's Hole this week on Get Played.
1: To Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to Get Played! I'm your host, HAC, along with my fellow host, Nick Weiger.
2: NFW here, along with our third host,
0: Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. M-K-A.
1: <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to Get We sound like crypto bros. Like yeah, <laughs> just yeah, going right. by our initials,
2: <laughs> and we are in a lot of trouble right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh no, oh. oh god,
1: Ugh, fuck! I, I've been using my uh, my Dreamcast as a miner for like months, and <laughs> it got so hot now. And now my shit coins aren't aren't worth anything. Uh, welcome back to the premiere video game podcast. I know there are plenty with larger audiences. There are plenty with smaller audiences. And there's plenty of uh, podcasts that know what they're doing mm-hmm. in a way that we don't. But we are and will always be the premier video gaming podcast.
0: Yes. But it can also be said that they don't know what they're doing the way we do. Great point. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a two-way street. That's what makes us the premier. That's right. That's special they could, something. They
1: could start saying this, too, if they want. No. But they're not. But they're not. And that's why it's us. It's us. It's us. And it forever will be us until we decide to not do the show anymore. When I'm like 75. Wow.
0: That's a long time.
1: Is it? It's like next year, man.
0: Oh, I forgot you're 74. (laughs) I
2: wish one of us was like elderly. That'd be a fun dynamic.
1: I mean, I was born before sound.
0: Mm. That can't be possible.
1: It is. How did
0: the baby how did the doctor know who to spank?
1: No doctors. <laughs> I, I I was uh formed in the cauldron of reality mm. in deep space and then uh hatched as an egg. It sometime. wouldn't shock me
0: if the three of us uh if of the three of us you had like an Elden Ring uh backstory. <laughs> <laughs> like you're you don't you don't have like uh like you have like lore like right. Nick and I don't have lore you yeah. you do have lore.
2: Your true form is like a worm queen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> House like of Heidi the Crow. Klum's, yeah like Heidi Clums uh, Halloween costume <laughs> oh man <I> Clum <laughs> Clum I don't I've Klum, never said her name out loud
2: I think it's Clum
1: oh well whatever. Boy, this podcast is a great opportunity to say words you've never said out loud, including <laughs> yes. the names of some video game characters.
2: <laughs> and nobody gets mad. No one gets nobody.
1: Mad. Nobody.
2: Here's a here's a here's a fun bit of trivia. This is this is related to what you were saying earlier about uh, uh, you know being born. No doctors. Who is the first U.S. president to be born in a hospital? Hmm, so Nick said this was fun trivia. Okay. I, this <laughs> is one of my fa- my two favorite trivia questions.
1: All right, I know. Okay, so I know. Obama was born on a beach in Kenya,
2: right? Yeah, we all know that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But the question is, is there a president earlier than him or (laughs) is it or is the answer Trump? Is the answer Trump? I'm going with Trump. Trump it's, is the first baby born in a hospital.
2: It's not Trump, but it is. It, you're in the you're in the right generation, right sort of generation.
1: Holy shit! Really?
2: Really? Yeah.
1: The, the answer
2: first, is. Do, do you want to do you want to guess, yeah. Matt? It couldn't have been like. Bill Clinton. <laughs> it's not Bill Clinton, it's Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter Jimmy was the first Carter. US president born in a hospital. <laughs> Which is kind of amazing, but when you think of like that's such a, that's such a, every depiction we know from fiction is, you know, from, from Velman TV is like, oh yeah, it's a, it's a hospital procedure. But that wasn't common until like the, you know, it's, it's kind of the, 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 the second, you know, post, I guess post World War II era, mm. kind of. It also, depression it era. It also
1: is horrifying. How old all of those people in power are? Like,
2: yes, for sure.
1: Carter yeah. is still alive, and he's like wandering around and shit. And he's like, "I was born in a hospital." Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do I think of next? Capes for your feet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your second favorite piece of trivia? You said you had two. Uh, this is this is just another one because it's like the answer is obvious,
2: but people oftentimes don't get it. Uh, uh-huh. What is the largest city in North America? What is the most populous city in North America?
1: Oh, the most I... populous city
2: in North America.
1: In North America? Yes, Mexico City. There, Heather got it.
2: Wow, great trivia question, right?
0: Because people yeah, only you, think you of would... the U.S. and Canada.
2: That's
1: right. They're, yeah. They're garbage. Forget
0: about our, our, our pals
1: down south. That's right. It's fucking garbage. If you don't know the answer to that off the mm. top of your head. <laughs>
0: That's why I waited to see who was garbage. I waited to see.
2: <laughs> uh, we you know, we are the premier video game podcast. And part of that reason is because every once in a while we like to bring in. Uh, a, a fantastic guest, and we've got one with us today. I've wanted to have this guy on for a long time. I'm um, from, from twitch.tv slash y u underscore S O N G. Uh, my good buddy Yusong Glue is here. Hi, Yusong. Hello, Y L here. Yusong. Thanks for having me on. up up. up.
0: Our good buddy Yusong. <laughs> Our
1: good
2: buddy Yusong. <laughs> He's
0: not just your friend. Nick. That's right. I this mean is, this is
1: this the, is the first time I've actually met Yusong, which is seems in, in, incomprehensible to me.
4: And and I'm I'm glad that it happened this way because if I was introduced a moment earlier, I would have guessed New York City like a fucking dope. Okay. I would have embarrassed myself Ooh. in front of the, <laughs> the audience of the premier video game podcast. It would have been humiliating.
0: But you, Matt, song, you don't realize what you've just done. You said the wrong answer after the fact, even oh, after hearing. No. That's oh, worse. Oh yeah. no, Matt, we're going to need to edit this out. I'm going to have to <laughs> send you some tax ah, shoots. The machine's broken. <laughs> oh fuck.
2: <laughs> Ah, uh, you song. Where uh, you've been streaming, and and I think like a lot of t- you know this is this is a, a, a in a lot of ways you're kind of my gateway to uh mm-hmm. you know, uh, exennial millennial culture. Like I'm you, you dealer. kind of yes, exactly. You kind of help me understand things that I'm a, uh, that I'm a grandpa about. And one of those things has been Twitch. You've been streaming on Twitch for a while. What got you into st- to, to, to to streaming?
4: I I like being alone, but like not quite alone. And Twitch is the perfect
3: <laughs> per, Twitch is the mm.
4: the the perfect little like uh, walking on the edge of those because you know um, I just think it's like it, it's fun to connect with people, but also to be the only one talking, which right. sounds like a if you can guess, I'm an only child. Like it's it's perfect for me because I get to I get to siphon away all the attention. <laughs> um and also and also still like have fun and crack jokes and 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 be in presence of other people cracking jokes so it's like the kind of perfect social interaction for me
2: yeah i, I always have a blast doing it and and you know your chat seems pretty wholesome like our uh, our chat thankfully on our twitch channel is 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 generally pretty wholesome i mean like like how do you balance what games to stream because the difficulty for me i find is i want a game that doesn't command my full attention because mm-hmm. I want to be able to still engage with the chat.
4: Yeah, I think like uh, early on, well, like, I, I still relearn this lesson all the time. If I don't do a lot of research into a game, um, I'll just end up reading for so mm. long because I'll want right. to create like a, a good environment for everyone and I'll read every line of dialogue. But then it's like I don't have any time to crack any of my 10 out of 10 jokes, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the gold on a floor. You know, who was who is Sora from Kingdom Hearts's favorite NBA person, Kyrie Irving?
1: What? I don't know what that means. Oh, Kyrie.
0: Kyrie. Yeah. That's good because you need to know you need to know characters from Kingdom Hearts. Yes. And that Sora thinks the earth is flat. <laughs> 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 and is an anti-Semite, right? That's yeah. part of the canon. <laughs> yes. Even though he's seen time and time again that worlds are shaped like the <laughs> iconic castles they, that they have in the, in the world. Mm.
4: Thank you for picking up on the, on the subtext beneath that joke. But yeah. anyway, like, like it just, it, 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 you know, um, and so also games that are really complicated to explain. Like, if I ever were to stream Magic: The Gathering, yes. I think that it would be a terrible, it would be a terrible time because I would have to explain. Oh, well, unearth actually doesn't mean that your creature stays on the field forever. It just goes away towards the end, but it doesn't go back into the grave. It goes into exile. Anyway, how's everyone doing? What do you have for dinner? Like, it, it just <laughs> right. doesn't. It doesn't lend itself. So I think like. Picking a game um, like like Mario Kart or something that's easy, if you can find a Platonic ideal in between um, interesting and new, versus not having to take up all of your mental energy, I think that's like the perfect uh, place to be in.
2: Uh, on that uh, th- th- that same sort of note, are there games that you consciously save for offline play?
4: No, I actually have a really hard time with that because when mm. I when I'm not streaming, I, I don't. Uh, I just like joylessly play games. It's really, it's, 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 wow. it's, it's not good. I, I played through the entirety of Kingdom Hearts 2 again off stream, but like I didn't smile once. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was just, <laughs> it was the kind of feeling where I was like, I need to give myself a homework assignment just so that I could grind through something. And I was like, oh, hundred percent Kingdom Hearts 2. I never did it as a child. Um. So uh, if, if there are, if there are new games coming up, like I don't think the Pokemon games are that Right, I don't know. I, I could be that wrong. I, I could be pretty wrong because people do understand Pokemon, but that just might be something that I say for myself, so I can take my time with it and not feel like I have to share it. Um, at yeah. least on the first playthrough with others.
0: Well, with a game like Pokemon on on Twitch, I feel like because the thing about like Twitch is that like there's like a sort of level of uh, uh, you know interactivity between you and the audience too, right? So like when I was streaming Vampire Survivors, I was getting input. Same with Hades. When I was doing uh, Hades a little bit, I would be like, "Okay, like, what's my move here? What do I do?" Right. I don't know if I necessarily want the Twitch chat to be dictating like my team to mm-hmm. me. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's like very personal. That's like that'd be like having them like pick out your like undies or something to be I'm like, uh, uh, "That's that's my business." You leave yes. that. That's you leave that to me. Which they also would be very excited to do. <laughs> They'd be so thrilled that they're like, okay. Which one of the same kind? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, th- yeah, it's 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 an interesting balance, and that's 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 fascinating that your that your Twitch career has kind of put you on a path where you're gaming less for your own personal enjoyment. Um, I, I've I've been able to kind of balance them, but also I stream a lot less than you. But I guess that kind of gives us a natural segue into the question we ask every week, which is, uh, what are you playing?
1: You have a collect call from Los Angeles prison
0: oh um
2: do you accept
1: the charges
2: from LA prison
0: uh yeah Yeah, I guess guess we should accept either way it's interesting you know who could it be
5: hey I need I need one of you guys to bail me out
2: is this this the Resident Evil merchant oh my god
5: this is my call I don't know I don't know how long I don't know how long I've got on the phone there's also a line of guys here let me tell you, you do not want to know the answer to what they're playing.
2: <laughs> Grim.
5: But uh, yeah, so uh, if any, if either of you guys can get out to uh to the valley and maybe uh help me out, you know, I've been helping you guys out for free for a little bit. <laughs> uh, okay,
0: wait, wait a second. Uh-huh. I don't know if, if what you do for us is help.
2: Yeah, necessarily. I mean, it, it's but it's more and more. It, it feels like you're derailing us with uh, wild tangents when really your job is to come in and say one sentence.
5: You want me? You want me to say what are you playing and hang up and you don't know what the fuck happened to me? Honestly, no, I'm worried I'm about you because I you am. Want? Con-
2: no, I'm concerned. I just want to make sure that, like, you know, let's 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 get your own house in order. And maybe if you need to take some time away from this. Whatever you need to, to to make things right. We'll try to help you out. You're our friend and our colleague. Yeah,
5: But this is unsustainable. Is, bail is set at $200,000.
2: What did you do? That's in, that's a lot. Actually, don't tell us what you did over the phone because they will listen in. <laughs>
0: yeah. That is admissible in court. And I don't know if you know how podcasts work, but we don't got that kind of cheddar. Just- <laughs>
5: You, yeah, I've i heard those Better Help ads. I know that, that some of that shit's got to be coming through the pipeline.
2: I, you might want to collect call the office, ladies. Maybe they <laughs> can help you out. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know. It's they're not they're not necessarily buying that many impressions on our show. Uh, what,
5: if, what if what if we split it? What if I pay? What if I gave you access to my accounts and 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 you guys covered the what I don't have?
0: You don't have like a ruby or something that you can give them, like. <laughs> Turns yes. out
5: they don't take rubies. They don't take rubies oh boy. or ammunition. Also, let me tell you: if you're gonna get arrested, do not have a jacket full of guns.
2: <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think that that might. I, I thought that might have had something to do with it. Yeah. High bail amount that's been set for you. Uh well, look, I, I wish we could help you out immediately, but unfortunately, we have a show to do. Maybe in the
1: aftermath, be we The can... ending in thirty seconds. Okay, okay. 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 We're gonna make this quick.
2: Yeah.
5: Uh, so, um, I, I said some things to a lady judge, and I shouldn't have said them.
0: Okay. Oh, it no. wasn't Judy, was it?
5: It was Judge Judy.
0: Oh, God!
5: To be fair, I was mm-hmm. in a Best Buy totally naked and shouting at the flat screens, What are you playing?
2: <laughs> okay, so it was not necessarily in the context of a courtroom. No. That you yelled at a judge. Uh, well, thank you, Resident Evil 4, Birch. I hope things pick up for you. Uh, we'll we'll try to resolve this offline. call
1: pod. has ended.
2: Ah. Oh, fuck. That was wild. You, I Song. Mean, I'm so sorry. Yeah, sorry, You, Song. You sorry. Know, we don't you know, you know. It's, 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 it's okay.
4: Have my I, house I, in order. I, I didn't want to interrupt, but I'm also like, it's it's a shame that it was only that. I wanted to ask if, you know, the real Resident Evil in their eyes was over incarceration.
0: Wow. And isn't yeah. that something? Mm.
1: Wow.
2: Sage observation. Yeah.
1: That's pretty good.
2: Uh, My guess is that knowing the Resident Evil merchant as we do, uh, probably that would kind of just fly over his head.
0: Okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He'd probably be like, do it more, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, uh, Heather, I'm curious.
2: uh, What have you been playing this past week?
1: I have only been. Oh man uh, so I'm playing this this we play you play um which i've which I play in the mornings, and that's a really nice time to play it it's a it's, it's a good it's a good breakfast game um uh other than that ah, uh, look I wish I had a different answer I <laughs> wish I had a different answer <laughs> i don't I don't have a different answer. Oh, man. I, you know, I was thinking about Ready Player One. Yeah. And I was thinking about how I'm running around now as Sasuke from Naruto with Pickle <laughs> Rick on my back hanging off of a uh, a TIE fighter and using a weapon skin from, I think, the Alien Saga. And I was like, this, that sentence is essentially a Ready Player One sentence. Right like collecting collecting things from your childhood or whatever and being able to incorporate them into an outfit uh and then run around shooting people like that's literally the thing. And if I start Twitch streaming and am receiving via the subscription service or whatever money for that, then it is ready player one. It it, it is.
3: Yeah. Mm. Right?
1: That's mm-hmm. it. There is no additional step other than the headset. Right?
2: Which is on the way.
1: Right. But I mean, like, it's really there's no additional layer like the beginning of that. um, That book, the main character whose name I don't fuck I don't fucking remember anything about that book, except that there was one Evangelion reference. And mm. I was like, well, I guess I got to that page. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> Shots fired at Ernest uh,
1: but But in the beginning of the book, it's just a headset. He doesn't have like a tactile bodysuit or anything. He just has the headset. And then later when he's like trying to really unravel the mystery, he gets like a warehouse room with like a full immersive dive suit and it's like an upgrade towards the last third of the book. But like Fortnite is that thing. It's Mm -hmm. just, it, there's no, there's usually when you write sci-fi like that, it takes some years. There's no, I, there are people playing fake Pac-Man in Fortnite, which it is. That's ready player one.
2: Yeah. And it, and it's also like, from my experience with the game and I've logged a lot fewer hours in Fortnite than you have, but it it is like, you know, as opposed to say like a VR chat where it's all like hey this is fan-made versions, this is fan-made approximations of existing IP. Here it just is the stuff. It like is they just the have stuff. Yeah, they just have rights agreements with all these, you know, uh, uh intellectual property holders and they they're just Fully, they're just completely integrating it into the existing product.
1: I purchased the sound of one of my boss's voices, (laughs) and then when I'm the xenomorph, I rap as the voice of my boss.
0: (laughs) Your boss is Rick. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking
1: crazy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I. Every time I have a a chance to play, I'm also like, oh, I'm going to dabble in some of these creator experiences. Um, And I don't. I just play fucking Battle Royale. I have been doing quests because I want some extra. I want more skins.
3: Right. And I'm like level
1: 113 now or whatever. And if I get five more levels, I get a Chrome Punk skin and then I can beat Chrome Punk, which I'll never do. Because I don't want to be any of the Fortnite people in Fortnite. I want to be, I want to be like, I want a director's pack. I want to be Ridley Scott in Fortnite. Like, I I want to run around be being, cool. like, so yeah, I don't, That's all I do. I'm like level, yeah, 113, 14, I don't even fucking know anymore. Mary comes out, she's like, wow, you, you really are still playing this. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. And that's it. That's it. They figured it out. They're, they're so close. If they, if they, if I could make money doing it, mm-hmm. and then also there was a tube in my mouth and my butthole for food and poop, <laughs> then where would I go?
0: Don't mix those up. Yuck. <laughs> It's gross, what you said
2: <laughs> i i yeah i i it's it's it's, to get it's a
0: genuine so- yuck from
2: Nick is something
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of an amazing like it's an amazing product because it's just like that all that shit works is it feels impossible. It's like the Lego movie, it's like, how did they get all of these different? Companies to agree to all of their mm. franchises being being integrated into this one, uh, this one film. It's the same sort of feeling, but it's also like super fun, which yeah. I, I think is the end of the at the end of the day. That's that's the whole thing. It's like if it wasn't fun, no one would give a shit. But I, I'm I'm glad you found your game, Heather. I'm glad you found a game that you can play uh, that will sustain you for some time.
1: I can't believe the offhand nature of how I found this game. Which is Matt being like, Let's torture Nick with Fortnite and me thinking, (laughs) Fuck, he's gonna be ruined. And then a month later I'm like my life is my life is over (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh,
2: You song, have you dabbled in
4: Fortnite at all? I, I have, I, I I played it on Switch and like I, I won
2: my first game, which yeah I don't yeah. know if there, is it all bots in the first game? In, in the early going, I think it's mostly bots. And I think it's the same sort of thing with Marvel Snap is that they've, I think a lot of these games, these free-to-play games have figured out that like, okay, we'll kind of load up mostly mm-hmm. bots in the early going to make you feel like you're... Uh, really making progress before you're set against human, op- match made against human human opponents. Right. I, 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 I also won my first
4: game and I'm not good at the game. I thought I was kind of amazing at the game.
2: Like yeah. I, I, I,
4: before I learned that it was bots, I was like, oh, I'm cracked. Yep. Yeah. All the amount of time that I've watched YouTube people play this game and like I understand like you want to go around the perimeter of the circle as it goes in instead of going straight to the center. I was like, oh, I'm just amazing. My research has paid <laughs> off. <laughs> but, but then since then like I haven't, I haven't really played because games with guns
3: scare me. <laughs> I,
4: I, I'm genuinely hey, that's healthy. I I I'm like a baby. I like at a certain point I was watching um people play like PUBG or Fortnite to go to bed just to have like a video on in the background. And I was like, why am I having all these really harrowing nightmares? And it, I realized it was cuz I was like falling asleep to gunfire. And I was like, okay, mm, maybe yeah. maybe just like put that away and uh just watch it when you're awake sometimes. So, yeah. I still I still really enjoy watching people play BRs of any kind, Fortnite included, but I don't I don't play that much
2: myself. Yeah.
1: I think I mean, falling with- asleep to gunfire is extremely comforting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, in America, that you just open your window. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you hey,
5: say, hey, am I right? It's true. Oh. It's what this country is. Um,
2: <laughs> you song. I, I'm curious. So, what have you been playing on stream or or off lately? Sure. Um, uh, I have been playing two
4: games that are possibly the opposite spectrum of gaming. One mm-hmm. of them is Richie Mahjong. And the other is the Nancy Drew series. And those are the games that I've (laughs) logged the most hours in that I still enjoy. I still enjoy both of them. And I, I stream them as well. Um, I don't. I don't know if people know about Ricchi Mahjong outside of like the Yakuza um, mini game. Like you can play it in in the Yakuza series. As is like
2: that? A, sorry, sorry, real quick. Because I know we were talk, we'd talked Yakuza before. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. did Yakuza get you into Mahjong? No, I don't remember. I think it's because I watched a, a, a
4: Mahjong anime called Akagi, and I was like, okay. this is so cool. And then I started playing Mahjong because I was like, I want to. I want to do that. I want to. Um, commune with dark spirits and try to get luck that way, you know? (laughs) Um, So, but it's, it's, for those who don't know, it's Mm. like a combination um, between like poker, like Texas Hold'em and Gin Rummy. Um, And uh, it's not just a a, a mini game, but there's like a a bunch of web clients that you can play on uh, where it's just people uh, playing Mahjong. And I I play on Mahjong Soul. And uh, the reason that I love it so much is because I love Chance. And mm. risk. Not in real life. Fuck no. I don't... I'm <laughs> scared. I don't go outside. Uh, but like... In, in Ricci Mahjong... Like... Sometimes I feel like I legitimately can't breathe... When I'm When I'm discarding a really dangerous tile. And it also... It's like... This beautiful game... Because it holds up a mirror to yourself... And asks you the question, are you brave enough? Like, what's your risk assessment here? Are you brave enough to fight for your hand? Or are you seriously just going to fold to someone else's hand and, and wait for a strategic moment later to try to attack? It's, it's a really lovely game that I th- recommend other people checking out if, they, if they've never tried.
2: What, so what is the, you mentioned multiple clients. Is there like a version that's, uh, that people should look for that's good to play?
4: Yeah, I think one um, that's on, Mahjong. one on Game
2: Pass or something? Mm, Mahjong Soul is, is free to play. Oh, on, okay. Uh, on either like
4: browser or iOS or Android and I've um uh because the rules are kind of confusing like there's an in-game tutorial but it doesn't explain a lot and in an effort to try to get more people into it I also made a tutorial kind of explaining this is how you play the game there's a lot of anime waifus in the game we try not to it's about, it's more about the sportsman it's more about the competitive integrity and not about the anime waifus yes I've spent money trying to get new characters but I cannot stress enough how much it's just about the competition for me, <laughs> and and so yeah, I like I like Mahjong Soul the most. If you if you want to get into it, wow! And you also, and I know you've been doing Nancy Drew for a while. I've seen mm-hmm. some of your Nancy Drew streams. Nancy Drew. I don't know if like, I don't know if anyone here knows, but it's like um, well, most people know that they're probably like point and click mystery games, but they're so like charming in a weird way, and like messed up in a weird way, and like disrespectful in a weird but funny way, like. Sometimes the puzzles, they just won't tell you the rules. And it's like really confusing. And it's, you know, the whole time you're thinking in the back of your head for ages 10 and up, for ages 10 and up. I can't do this. I can't do this. I need to look on a third party hint website uh, (laughs) to try to see what's going on. And um, yeah, there's just like, there's just like nutty stuff in there where like, In, in, as your reward for doing a really difficult puzzle, they'll smash cut you into another puzzle without any, you did it. Like, without any good job for the last 30 minutes, you've been struggling with yourself, with God, with anyone. There's like, (laughs) there's no, there's no aftercare at all. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's (laughs) just no, there's no, there's no, there's no, um, come down afterwards. So, um, yeah, it's weird, but it's really charming. And I, and I really like the Nancy Drew series. And there's still like a pretty huge fan base online too. So,
2: yeah, and so I've been playing them a lot. How many of those games are there, roughly?
4: I've spent over 100 US dollars on, like, I would say, like, 15-ish titles. Wow! Yeah. It's a big, are they all the same developer? They're, they're all the same developer, yes. But the company's kind of struggling, and we don't know if there's going to be another one. So it's mm. I'm trying to do my best.
2: Yeah. Uh well uh while you're talking about uh, g- games that c- that are you know kind of point and click puzzle games that can sometimes be obtuse I'll go into uh what I've been playing mm. uh first off Case of the Golden Idol is a game I uh, rolled credits on I talked about last week I played a little mm. bit on stream and this past Sunday I I finished it it took me about eight hours our-, our 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 buddy past guest Eva Anderson also has been playing it on our Steam Deck and I believe finished it as well and we we're both just like talking about how much uh, what what a rad game it is. It's all these lateral thinking puzzles. It is very, you know, Obra Din, which I think I, I referenced last week And Lucas Pope. The developer has praised this particular design Um, where you're just like, hey, hey, there's a a murder has taken place. You're just kind of at a freeze frame of what of this incident. You're 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 pivoting between these tableaus and you're trying to figure out what happened and who these people are and what the relationships are and. It, 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 I will say, Contra, the N- Nancy Drew series, it is very rewarding when you get something <laughs> right. It, it has that great sort of like sense of like, like you solved the mystery. Here is an explanation of what happened. And, uh, and here are some, you know, here's some, some nice little sound design, uh, and a little cutscene that kind of makes you feel like king shit for figuring it out. But it is, this is one of my games of the year. I fucking love this. Wow. Game. It is so wow. fucking good. It, it is. I, again, wow. I can't emphasize enough how much Heather would hate this game. Um, it, it's it, it's really f- definitely not for you. It is just puzzles. But the thing that really makes Ugh. it click is by the end of it, this narrative through line has strung together the first uh, chapter all the way to the last chapter, the 11 chapters that comprise this this game. And then there's a little there's a little coda as well that gives you even, even more detail. And it's just this really cool way of telling this narrative. It's mm. it's. And I'll talk about this in context of the other game I've been playing, um, but there's there's this, you know, the Game Awards come out and whatever, who gives a shit about the Game Awards, But they have, like, the best narrative category, and they all seem to be nominees that are, like, conventional, linear storytelling, here's gameplay, here's a cutscene, but to me, like, a game like this has such a more compelling narrative design than something like Horizon, where it's just sort of like, oh, this is such an interesting way of telling a story that you really can only do in something that's interactive, whereas, like, hey, they are adapting Horizon into a series, and it'll basically be the same story. You couldn't do the same thing. You couldn't realize it the same way as Case of the Golden Idol. Anyway, check it out. It's on Steam. Um, it's a delightful uh, little game if you like your puzzles. And if you and uh. if you also like that sort of thing, <laughs> here's the other thing. The other game I've been playing is Pentiment, uh, and I played this some on stream. This is on Game Pass. This is from Obsidian. Heather, I do maintain you would hate Golden Idol, but I think you might love this game because it is kind of a 16th century Disco Elysium. It is a it is Ooh. a detailed non combat role playing experience with there's consequential choices. There's terrific writing, um, gorgeous art direction. Let me share a little bit of this with you guys. I'm just going to show you a little bit of this game in motion. Oh, uh, and uh, is this
1: is is this this game that was uh, developed by the Fallout guy.
2: Yes. Yes. 100%. Yeah. And you can sort of see it here. It, uh, it looks like a, it, it looks like an animated Renaissance painting. Um, and, uh, wow. it's just like this, this really cool art direction. Um, here I'm talking to a nun through a door, through a crack in the door. Cause I'm at this monastery where, you know, the, the nuns and the monks are not allowed to interact. I'm trying to see if I can mouse through to a section where we can get some, uh, yeah, some of the, uh, uh, the other thing that happens in in here is that there's like this really cool illuminated manuscript. So you see, you, you click on scriptorium, and now you ooh. see that you're seeing this awesome ooh. illuminated manuscript is kind of your UI, and it's got like all these cool drawings of cats, uh, which Matt, I know you'll love.
1: But like, yeah, I'm on board. You
0: know, yeah,
2: exactly. So I, I
1: I want to explain what happened, why we all went ooh at the same time. Mm-hmm. Nick Nick clicked on some menu option or something, and the the f- screen itself, uh, sort of. Cascaded towards the horizon, and we realized that the game interact the interactive game screen was on a giant page of a book that we are close up on, and that book is done in the style of like a medieval bestiary or uh, or illuminated manuscript, and it was such a gorgeous effect.
2: Yeah, it's really cool, and thank you for describing that, Heather, because it's 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 one of those things that you should you should probably just check it out in motion. Um, if you can to get a sense of it, cause it really, it looks like nothing else. And, um, it's on game pass, you know, again, so it, like, like it's a, uh, I, to, to describe how it plays, basically what you're doing is that you're, you're an artist and you're walking around, you're an artist in this time period. You're walking around as far as I could tell, at least as far as I've gotten, there's no like supernatural element. It's very, very much grounded in, um, in 1500s Bavaria and you work at a monastery, uh, working on, on artwork. And as part of that, like you're interacting with a bunch of monks, you're interacting with a you know with with a feudal lord, you're interacting with uh, with nuns, as I mentioned, uh, with townsfolk, um, and uh, there's also just sort of like like in a disco Elysium or you know any any sort of of role playing game where your your choices matter, like you're you're informing who your character is by the choices you make in the game. So like and look, I would I like. Pump my fist when this happens because this sort of stuff is extremely my shit. But there's like a point where you just you like you're explaining to someone what you studied at university, and I, I'm just like, let's go. I studied <laughs> oratory.
0: <laughs> my guy
2: <laughs> is persuasive. Um, yeah, so like I, I'm playing a I'm playing an, a rap scallion who studied oratory and uh, is in, interested in in occultism um, and all those things. Just sort of like you know you you also have some some backstory for your character in terms of. Uh, uh, where they grew up or where they, where they studied abroad. So like that, you know, Hey, my guy speaks French and Dutch. Your other your character could also speak Italian. Um, If they, if you go a different direction, just all this stuff is, is really good. And, and as from what I've read is this, cause you know, this turns into a, this something of a, of a murder mystery from what I've read about this game. uh, Ultimately that does completely change how your playthroughs are, are set up. So yeah, it's, it's a cool little indie feeling game. Um, that uh, that again, I think is worth checking out, if nothing for the aesthetics alone, and if you respond to the writing and storytelling. I, I mean, I think it's 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 just a really unique experience. So that's that's what I've been playing: Case of the Golden Idol and Pentiment. Uh, Matt, let's throw it over to you. What are you playing?
0: All right, look, I've been playing. I mean, I've been playing. I've been playing almost. I've almost doubled my um, persona time nice. since last week. Wow, nice. Uh Last week I think I said I had about 20 hours. I'm at about 35, 36 somewhere in there. Good. Good. Wow. Uh chipping away at it. Chip, yeah, yep. Yeah. Almost done. <laughs> <laughs> Almost done. Really loving it. We'll talk more about that uh, you know, in the coming weeks. Um God of War Ragnarok is so fucking good. Wow. And hmm. I haven't spent that much time with it. I'm sort of like I'll 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 put that on like I was saying last week just for like a little bit, uh. Like if I know if I'm about to get to like a complicated section in Persona, because this is how I play Persona. I'm playing it on Xbox on Game Pass, but I'll also pick it back up on my Steam Deck via X But I can't quick resume that way. So mm. I'll, I'll usually if I'm like okay, I'm about to get into a tense an intense spot in Persona where I'm gonna need to um. It's going to be a while before I can save again. I'll save, pick it up again later, start playing uh, God of War Ragnarok for like an hour or so. And I think because I have muscle memory from not just God of War 2018, but also Elden Ring, uh, I'm finding the combat um, more um, more challenging and more interesting than I even I would have given it credit for uh, before I'm blocking, I'm dodging. I'm not just using the blades and you know cl- cl- closing my eyes mm-hmm. and <laughs> and keeping everything away. I'm like uh, I have tactics now when I get into some fights. Right. Um. There's you know uh, there's like on screen prompts for like when you're supposed to dodge. Of course, like if you know if an enemy has an unblockable attack. It'll be like a red a red circle will appear and you you know, it'll start to close in. Uh, when you have less time to to do it, uh, so then that's when I know I'm supposed to dodge. And I'm I feel like sometimes, I, I I'll I'll be getting my ass kicked and then I'll just be like, you're you're going too fast. You're going too fast. You got to slow down. You got to play the game. Uh, you can't just go in there and be crazy. You gotta right. like, You gotta listen to what's going on. You gotta follow the pattern. And that I, that's a big lesson I learned playing Elden Ring. And so now I'm playing this and I'm feeling like, I'm not feeling like, oh, that was a cheap death. That was like me not paying attention, me mm-hmm. not, um, I'm not speaking like a caveman. Uh, <laughs> let me just make that <laughs> perfectly clear real quick. <laughs> uh, that's me not um, like focusing and, and 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 playing, you know, and using the systems uh, the way that they want me to use the systems. Uh, and there's just great, it's just chunky it's just good it's 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 a lot of fun the story so far is pretty great uh you know i've i've seen some people say i don't i just don't know how you could criticize a game like this <laughs> like kind of like in any way like really wow. like um uh, because it's like it's such an achievement like it's such like a uh you know it's like the top of the top of like triple a like development like they work really really like it's just good it's just like it, like they made this game it was designed to be good and it is um but some of the criticisms i've seen of it, seen of it online that you know it's it it is developed for two consoles it's developed for ps4 and ps5 like that is something that i think you could mm. sort of hold against it a little bit um but there's sort of i've seen some people being like the, the immersion isn't there because some of the characters use like modern swear words like, shit and stuff, <laughs> and I'm just sort of like, ah, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I I, already know I'm playing a video game.
2: Yeah, they're speaking English. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. like, there's, you yeah. know, there's got, uh, even if they were speaking in- the English of the time, it would be, like, an indecipherable version of English.
0: Yes, I'm like, and I know that he didn't, that I didn't kill Zeus in a right. previous life, you know what <laughs> I mean? I know I know that that's not true. So, like, that kind of stuff, I don't, uh, you know, I can't really, like, uh, value as criticism, uh, but, uh, but uh, it's like it's such it's so it's so good. But I also you know I think there are people that are like, uh, oh, it's going to be a popular game. It's going to be like a huge game. Uh, I better uh, not like this,
3: <laughs> like mm-hmm. sort of like
0: I, right. I, I better just say something shitty about it. Uh, and it's just like and you can't. It's it's good. It's like I don't know. It's is. Game of the Year so like, yeah, like the Game Awards is like, oh, it just came out. It's the most nominated game. I think that's silly, but it's, you know, it's certainly I think one of the best games I've played this year, if not one of the best in the entire series, too. I can always admire something like just like
2: a production of that scale because it's yeah. just like that's so fucking hard to do to and and also just to have so many resources thrown at something and have it pay off in a way where it's like it's not just glossy it's well executed. Mm-hmm. I I'm I, I'm always extremely impressed by something like that whether or not it is for me. I am eventually going to get around to playing Ragnarok probably not a not right away it might end up falling into my 2023 backlog. Uh, but I'm uh, even though I have fucking have a physical copy. Uh, taunting me yeah. um uh, uh yeah but but uh like a rascally parrot uh but it, but you know it, it's uh, i i i am very excited to play it and and i've overall heard nothing but good things from people whose
0: opinions i respect including you wow it isn't that nice <laughs> isn't that nice and i was just about to say we're the day we're recording this tomorrow Pokemon Scarlet Violet comes out. I'm freaking fucking, screwed. It's wow. uh, I, I wasn't Huge even I, like Pentiment wasn't even on my
2: radar, and then it came out, and I was like, "Well, I'm playing this fucking thing. This is like this is gonna be like what, like 15
0: hours of my life? What and, like what, I'm not, I'm not gonna play this thing? I don't know what I'm gonna do. do? And I know I don't I don't, don't want to put you on blast. Uh huh. How many hours you got in Persona Five? Look, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 we're gonna get to it. <laughs> I'll definitely have a lot, a lot hours logged by the time we record our "We Play, You Play." Uh, But that's not the topic right now. We're not talking persona. (laughs) We're talking speedruns, you song, and. Again, this is another thing where I feel like you've kind of, you know, helped me kind of uh, dip my toe in the water and, and come to understand the speed running community. But I'm curious, like, what got you into watching speed runs, or what, or what got you into speed runs in general, both watching and doing them? I think, um, and I and I love being your gaming slash
4: deep internet liaison. Yes, I, I <laughs> consider that very honorable. How deep um, we talking here? Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> Phrases, like, goaded with the sauce. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> stuff, You know, that kind of stuff. Um, but I think I got into speedrunning. It's because, like, um, you know, there's, like, so many games that you have a strong emotional attachment, but you don't really have an excuse to touch them as an adult. Like, yeah. I have played Super Mario 64 so much when I was a kid. Um, I don't really have a reason to go through and play it now. I've collected all 120 stars several times. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. really have a reason to do that. But I do... But, like but speedrunning is like a new way to engage with old games, especially if, like, you know, there's a lot of time between when you first played it and uh, when you're deciding to get into speedrunning. And not only as, like, a player, but also as a spectator. Like, I don't have all this time to... Like, I'll just use Kingdom Hearts again as an example, but, like, I don't have a time to watch a or a reason to watch a Let's Play of it because I'm like, I know what happens. Goofy explains to you what it's like to be a... What it means to be a human soul, you know, is <laughs> it's writings filled with that. Yeah, and then, but I do have th- like three hours to set aside to watch level one critical mode just being shred through, uh,
3: uh,
4: using things that I can't can't do that look super flashy and impressive. So I think it's like both well, as a spectator and a player, it's just like a new way to engage with something, um, something that's already existed.
2: Yeah, I, I'm I am curious because. Uh, you know i know you've you've played some mario 64 is that the game you've like uh, for from a speed running standpoint is that the game you speed run the most yeah i guess you could call me an athlete uh, <laughs> I, I,
4: it's definitely a game that uh, that i've speed ran the most like to to kind of get myself back in the mindset for this this very podcast um i'd ran 16 star in super mario 64 like a year ago uh but i like i forgot all my times and i don't have any archive of that so i was like okay <laughs> for the last two weeks let's just try it like first run no resetting just see how fast you can do it 42 minutes 55 seconds wow. 16 pretty good. stars it's, it's pretty good i think that if you if you just wanted to like pick it up you would have to watch like a lot of tutorials and it'd probably be like a few hours but still right way faster than you know getting 70 um and then in these last two weeks, I've managed to whittle that time down to twenty six forty seven. Wow,
0: kind of sick. Wow, um, that is sick as hell. T- yeah,
4: and that's coated with the sauce. That's coated with the <laughs> sauce, and it feels like it feels it feels so good to like have a reason to hook up a legit Nintendo sixty four again to just like hmm. touch the hardware and to like. Um, and to feel like you're improving at something, you know? It feels so good, even if you set a new personal best by like eight seconds. It's like, oh, cool, the achievements that I did, you know? Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty enjoyable.
2: The, uh, just for, just for people's reference, the current Super Mario 64 16 star world record is 14 minutes 43 <laughs> seconds. So, and, and that's kind of like, you know, world class marathoner time. Yes. So it's like, it's, so it's like, you know, but if you're running a marathon, uh, as an amateur and you're, you're finishing under three hours, that's a fucking damn fast marathon. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah it seems like you're kind of in that, in that ballpark. Um, I'm, I'm just like, I, I'm amazed as, as someone who, who, likes to watch speed runs and has ever tried them myself like you mentioned being an athlete and 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 I know you're kind of joking but like it is the same sort of fascination I have with like the Olympics of mm. just like oh these are just the people who are at the best at this and even if I don't quite understand how they're doing like the rings or you know what techniques are involved in in hurdles I'm still just like impressed by mastery mm-hmm. and and just like the dedication that it takes to completely you know to, to excel at something at the absolute top of your field so yeah I, i'll sometimes watch speed runs of games that like i don't even i'm not even necessarily familiar with mm-hmm. but i'm just like oh wow this person is so compelling in how they're able to do this and then also that they're just able to so uh, I, I think a big part of of the speed running community and this is a big part of what i like about uh games done quick is that that a lot of people uh, there will like explain what they're doing as they're doing it Mm -hmm. which i love to see it's 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 like you know it's like a magician sometimes doing that sometimes like kind of talking through what their trick is as they're doing it even if they're not fully letting you in on all the secrets Mm -hmm. uh heather yeah no i was just gonna ask i'm I'm so curious because nick and i
4: nick and i you know, as esteemed colleagues do, we text about speedrunning. But this is my first <laughs> time talking to Heather, and, and a long time since I've talked to Matt. I'm curious if, 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 if there are games that you're interested in watching or or playing via speedrunning.
1: Um, so I've I've enjoyed the speedruns that Nick has shared with us mm. um, because, despite his insistence of I- in ignoring every text I send him, I do read the text <laughs> he sends me. <laughs> And, yeah, and you just
0: read them. You like value them. You hold them dear.
1: Yeah, I'll watch. I'll watch the videos he sends and I'll be like, oh, this is pretty good. Uh, I, I, you know, this reminds me of uh, of this sequence in a movie that I saw. And then a week later, Nick will be like, hey, have you seen this sequence in a movie? So I know he's not even reading my reply to, to what, it, what he sent me. But um, yeah, so I guess. The the long answer is I have enjoyed watching them but I'm not inspired to try it myself.
3: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, nor does watching a speed run of Mario 64 make me want to play Mario 64. Mm. Um I think that my yeah my brain wraps around a game a different way than uh than sort of like how But that being said there have been plenty of times in games for like like for example Elden Ring where running headfirst into <laughs> combat is really pleasurable for me. I feel like so many of the speedruns, though, are about minimizing combat or minimizing engagement, and that's the stuff that gives me the most pleasure in a game. Mm-hmm. So um, That makes sense. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's my answer. Has anyone ever speedrun Tetris?
2: I don't know. That's a great question. I'm not quite sure how you would do it. I mean, you'd have to have some sort of... Because there is like a single player mode in the NES version, at least, where you mm-hmm. get like a trophy at the end, right? There's, so they're, they're, right.
4: There's been showcases of Tetris at GDQs, like the speedrunning marathons, where mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like a speedrun, but sometimes they have games like Guitar Hero or Tetris, where it's just like, here is someone world-class shredding at, yes. at this yeah. thing. Yeah. And even those are really cool, because... You know, sometimes Tetris, they have those weird modes where like the blocks flash, flash in and out, or like they disappear once you've laid them down. And to watch someone do that and still do it kind of fast is like ridiculous. Mm. I I don't know how that's possible.
2: Yeah, uh, Speedrun.com has categories for Tetris like one hundred lines fastest to one hundred mm. lines and fastest yeah, to 300,000 300, points. So there are some categories.
0: Mm. I um mm. I've never really yeah uh, speed ran anything before. Um, I think. In the in the most recent in the in the remaster the re release of uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one and two that's like a mode in mm-hmm. the game that you can do mm-hmm. like like try to just beat your own time and I think I could clear the the first level the warehouse level in like forty three seconds maybe which is like I think you get like two minutes probably mm-hmm. uh, I think I think is the the time you start with so that's like not you know great it's less than half Uh, i'm sure people could do it in 15 if they don't like fall or something um but i've done that and then um i i've said this a bunch on the show but i used to sort of speed run it uh but with cheats uh pokemon uh ruby uh when i was a kid and my brother and i would try to see who could get to the elite Four the in like the fastest in like a day uh and i think our like shortest time even like with cheats was like like under four hours, like just under four hours, probably.
2: That that's a whole category, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because there's like glitchless runs where you're not taking advantage of of in-game bugs, but then there's also like tool-assisted runs, which are their own thing, which lets people do, you know, obviously inhuman feats. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, that's a that's there's a whole subculture there.
4: Yeah, it's I, I think tool-assisted is is primarily like um like uh. Like computerized inputs, like you use some kind of software to edit, like uh, like how you're inputting the buttons as a as like a, on a controller. But uh, like obviously you need like a, a canvas to to start with. So I think someone will play through the base game, but then you can go back through and edit some of the inputs. I could be totally wrong, but mm-hmm. but also to what you're saying, yeah, there's like a lot of nuance to it. Um, like there's games where uh you have a glitchless category and a glitch category which means that like hey for some of this like we don't let you use glitches to skip past you know Viridian City in Pokemon Blue uh, that's not real but like or like hey in this don't use a glitch to skip past lava lava pass in Jack and Dexter 1 mm-hmm. um and that's a whole category. People race at that time because it requires a different skill set. And then here's like, oh, the glitch percent category where you can just use whatever you want to get through the game as fast as possible. And like uh, you can, whatever glitches that are discoverable and 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 usable, that's like fair game. So it's like, um, it, it's different because I can totally understand like what Heather is saying. Like sometimes speedruns are really boring because you're just like in a menu the whole time and you're like manipulating sure. data and RNG like that. And you're like, Oh, like this isn't how I really want to experience Pokemon, even if it's being beaten in 16 minutes. <laughs> but then there are like speed runs where it's like, yeah, you can't use any glitches. So guess what? Uh, here's your mudkip, reset until you, or, or reset or use RNG until you have like the favorable nature, favorable stats, and then like go, like do your best <laughs> and, and try to. Try to work with what the game gives you to 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 do yeah. it the fastest. And that's, yeah, why that's the
2: shit that seems magical to me. Is when is like watching like a glitchless glitchless run of like a, a platformer. I watched some. Of, I watched some of when we did Super Meat Boy on the podcast. I was mm-hmm. watching some Super Meat Boy runs. I may have even played one, and it was just like this is fucking unbelievable that just the technique here. Um, can, while we're on that note, can, can I talk about? Can I just show some of my favorite speedrun? I, I think I've played this on the podcast before, hmm. uh, but this is this is a, a speedrun of Dragon Warrior. A.K.A. Dragon Quest One. Um, this was from Games Done Quick a few years ago. This was from NES Cardinality, uh, and he gets through the the full game, this this you know, J- this massive JRPG, largely by taking advantage of T- of RNG. But he just has such a great sense of everything and explains it so thoroughly. Uh, so he gets through this this you know this game in 27 minutes. Um, let's watch some of this.
4: It turns out the RNG that governs. Uh, Random encounters in this game also governs the way that NPCs move in this game, so we can use their movement to track what's going on Now we're gonna start walking north here, and I'm gonna stop on the first forest tile here The reason I do this is because if we had walked onto the second forest tile we would have encountered an enemy Uh, So when we stop on that square the uh, we're locked in place for 16 frames and the RNG jumps forward 16 values Effectively allowing us to cycle past that encounter So in the
2: Anyway, just like, that, wow, that shit just is so is staggering to me that this guy figured all this out and that he's able to explain explain it so fluidly while executing it, which also involves like, hey, I'm going to pause here for 16 frames, like like just kind of casually sit talking through it as he does it. It's it's uh, I don't know. That's that's the of shit that I just find uh, find amazing. Yeah, I think it's like
4: it, it speaks a lot to like the watchability of it, like. Uh-huh. I think the reason why it's, it's a big thing on, on Twitch specifically is because it, it's really nice to have someone knowledgeable talk you through a game, but also like like with a game like Mario or any platform or Super Meat Boy, if you die, it's funny, especially if it's right, like... Right, right. Like, would you watch three hours of LeBron James occasionally like bricking, like, you know, free, <laughs> three free throws? Like sometimes that shit is just like really funny and like really painful when you're on a good run and you have to reset... Um, you know, depending on the the kind of environment that you have, and so yeah, that, that's like it, it's it, for this for the very same reasons I'm like captivated because I know that if you mess up, it's going to be really embarrassing. It's like the stakes
2: are kind of high, you know. Yeah, there's genuine tension, and also like just genuine elation when it's pulled off. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is I I you know again I I don't know I guess. I got really into Project Runway for a time, <laughs> even though I don't know anything about fashion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my wife and I were just watching it because – and I just like, this is – these people are so fucking amazing at what they do. I don't know how you, you – you I don't know how you sew like this mm. and how you conceive of a pe- an article of clothing like this and then make it happen out of fabric and thread. And so – and I, I think there's just a level of, of – there's just part of me that I just – I just like watch people – I like watching people who are good at what they do and – you know, because I know video games and and I, I know a lot of the games that are being streamed. I'm mm-hmm. I'm and speedrun. I I'm just compelled for that reason.
0: I mm-hmm. I think about that. What you just said about like, uh, like just not being able to like conceive of like how somebody could do something like that. Like yeah. I think it, like I mean, this is like the biggest example of that probably. But like when I was watching the the that Peter Jackson Beatles thing and like Paul McCartney basically like speed runs writing um like <laughs> get back or whatever yes right <laughs> uh and you're just like jesus christ that took him like an hour probably he was just like Mm-hmm-hmm. like and then he's like thinking like kind of mumbling to himself and then like in a couple of days he had one of the greatest songs ever recorded and i was like that's like insane um but i think that's that is on the same level as somebody who is um uh, really, really great at Guitar Hero. Like somebody, like somebody <laughs> oh, yeah. who is like playing on expert mode and uh, doesn't miss a single note in Guitar Hero. I'm like, these people have different hands than me. <laughs> they, they're, they're, they're better at having <laughs> hands than I am.
4: I mean, speaking of Guitar Hero specifically, there's this really heartwarming moment where at a GDQ, it's a Guitar Hero showcase and they're playing through the fire and flames because a donation incentive has been met. Mm-hmm. And it's someone strumming along on a plastic guitar and the whole crowd, which is like nerds like me, are all singing the chorus of Through the Fire and Flames as if it's like a real show. And there's something like, 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 like if you if you look at it, you you, you can look at it really cynically, but you can also look at it really like earnestly. And it's really heartwarming to see like, um uh to see that kind of like uh, camaraderie and like acknowledgement of the silliness while also being like, oh, this is a shared experience that we have or watching some, someone thre- uh, shred uh, on a plastic controller. Let's yeah. let's sing the chorus and have a good time. And so right. if, if people haven't seen that, that's also like a really cool showcase slash quote unquote speed run.
2: Yeah, that's making me think of the, um, is uh, it? it's the Daigo Perry, right, Heather?
1: Yes. Yes, yeah. and that's a similar sort of thing. Evo, of just like Evo Moment 37, I think. <laughs>
2: And just the energy of the that live crowd just exploding when they're all witnessing that. and then also that's a thing like I've shown that video to people who don't know you know, video games and they still you still get it. you still can understand what's coming across based off of the crowd reaction uh that the you can still kind of get the stakes from it and it's it's still exciting for that reason. but i'm I, I'm, I'm thinking that I mean, like this is probably this is basically what you said, Heather, but I, like I, like kind of like like i I, I imagine like high level you know, like like a, a, a competitive fighting game videos, you know, like like something you'll see, like an Evo mm-hmm. tournament video, kind of like, accomplishes the same thing for you.
1: Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah, if you were going to scratch that same itch, it would be like, man, I don't even know what the fuck I'm looking at. Like, I, I can't imagine processing visual information fast enough to understand it as fast as they do, and then also to have the reflexes and... Like just not missing a combo ever. It's right. it's it, it it I I do think that there's a future where there is an esport um package incorporated into the Olympics. I don't think there will be a way to um to ignore the presence of high level gaming in sports, mm-hmm. uh especially as esports gets so large that it has begun to eclipse huge sections of sports and sports entertainment. So I wouldn't be surprised if in the same way where like grandpas were like, well, I can't believe they, they added snowboarding to the Olympics <laughs> as snowboards. It's just for doing drugs. That at some point <laughs> video games will be like, yeah, it'll be like, oh, okay. This year, uh, the Olympics is incorporating esports, and people will be so angry about it. Yeah. Oh boy, they'll be the, yeah. so angry.
0: Speaking of that, though, I sent this in our group chat, um, and it's it, it, somebody, somebody on Twitch, a man named Nico, over a hundred. This is not really a speed run, but I would sort of consider this feat a, a, a speed run, considering what he accomplished in this time. Mm-hmm. In 120 days, he played through all of the From Software games. Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1, 2 and 3, Bloodborne, Sekiro and Elden Ring without taking a single hit in any of them. This man is the greatest athlete on earth. <laughs> <laughs> this was all and this was all one run,
2: right? Like if he got if he took like a, you know, if he got hit once in Bloodborne, he had to restart the whole thing.
0: Yes. And so this was all one run. I don't know how like you know, Obviously he's not streaming 120 days straight. Uh maybe he did like uh but not like, you know, in hours, but like he would maybe stream it like that. Like the amount of concentration that would take. Yeah. The human brain, the average human brain is not capable of that, I think. This yeah. is a special when, being. Yes.
1: When I rhyme in an improvised song, I feel like I've done something. Yes. <laughs> like I, This is <laughs> This is a human who I I yeah it's it's actually incomprehensible to me.
2: Um uh, uh, you saw any other any other thoughts on speedrunning? I I have one quote from the the a quick history of speedrunning I want to I want to read but before we get to that. Um
4: I like I think the one thing that we we kind of touched on is that sometimes like there'll be games that are that are not supposed to be speedrun, games that like, um, like I think there's like Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist maybe, or like games where it's like, there's way too much luck involved. There's way right. too much luck involved, and you can't control it. And so how could anyone even possibly get like a remotely correct or optimal path? And yet it's still accomplished, and you have to like watch people struggle through the RNG, but also make decisions in a way that where it's like, oh, each run will kind of, uh, kind of be different, and I also think that that's a really interesting element for me. Like a lot of JRPGs, you're not supposed to you're not supposed to speed run. Like they require level yes. grinding, and just like the creative creative ways that people get around that too. I, I yeah, I really like um luck, whether it's unmanipulated or m- manipulated luck. That's like another flavor of it that's really nice for me.
2: For sure. Like, I like, you know, I remember I, uh, I was watching some uh, speed run and they, and they got to a boss fight and they were like, OK, so hopefully so they had this boss has three attacks right now. Hopefully they do this attack cuz that's the easiest to uh, get uh, extra hits on it's like okay no they didn't this is the worst outcome okay hopefully the fireball they shot goes towards the other corner so i can get extra hit in okay no it didn't it's going towards like like everything yeah. basically went wrong with the rng and they just still kind of muddled through it um and yeah like i, I don't know it's it's I, I i find i find all that shit compelling i totally agree with you um here's a here's a, but also Things that aren't RNG dependent that are purely just like who can do this shit the fastest. That's also fa- that's also fucking fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a here's a quick quote I found. This is from a quick history of speedrunning by Max Carter. Shortly thereafter, in 1980, Activision released a game entitled Dragster. The objective of this game was to complete a drag race as quickly as possible. Dragster then released a promotion inviting people to take pictures of their screens if they finished a race in under 6 seconds. The in-house record was 5.64 seconds. In 1982, gaming enthusiast Todd Rogers did just that with a world record time of 5.51 seconds. This brought Rogers fame in the gaming community and led him to becoming the world's first paid professional gamer. So yeah, back in I mean, you know, back in the arcade, the pre-console days effectively, you know, speedrunning was 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 birthed back then even though we think of it as as such a uh, a thing that's linked to streaming and YouTube and 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 the internet, like it's 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 been a part of gaming's DNA since basically since inception. Mm. Um uh, well, hey. This is just a uh, I don't know. Maybe this was more for me than anything, but I want to talk about speedruns. <laughs> I love it. I'm fascinated by them. If anyone's got a favorite speedrun they want to uh, uh, to to send us, by the way, you know, feel free to post it in our Discord. I always love to check them out, either a, a one you're a fan of or one that you've done. Hey, mm. both are great. I love seeing both. Um, but uh, it's time for a segment. It's time to take a trip down memory card lane with our own Heather Ann Campbell. She's got a game from a retro collection in Heather's hole.
5: Well, uh, welcome to my whole <laughs> God.
0: <laughs> I do feel like I like didn't I, I should have explained more to Yusong. <laughs> no, I'm in it. I'm ready.
1: Yusong is our guest today and he was born in 1995. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> True. So from my whole I have produced three games that were uh, first released in 1995. Wow. A true treasure trove of collectible excitement. <laughs> Up first in what is effectively a pristine box, Donkey Kong Country 2 for the Wow. Uh,
5: that's
1: this game, wild. This game was released. I, I have them all. At this point... So at this point in game collecting, it's like having fucking vinyl album. It's like having original releases of the Beatles. Like, it, yeah, mm-hmm. the the price points on these things are unfair and restrictive and stupid. Uh, I, I didn't even Google what an inbox Donkey Kong Country 2 goes for, but I'm sure it's upsetting and it's not even the most upsetting of the three games that I'm going to show to you, Song today.
0: Oh my god! Um, <laughs> you
1: ready uh, to
0: see some upsetting shit, You Song? It's yeah. upsetting. I'm <laughs> that's ready that's upsetting. to be
4: horrified.
1: Wait let's let's look at the let's look at the fucking price point on on Donkey Kong Country Two, Donkey Kong, Country Two, Super NES. Show oh!
0: <laughs> what are we looking at?
1: Oh, not I'm that seeing... bad.
0: Oh, interesting. I'm seeing I'm seeing a listing here on eBay. Well, this is the thing. It's this one's graded. So that's different. Yeah,
1: Yeah. that's graded. I for a graded copy is like three thousand seven hundred dollars. But I think grading is a scam. Yeah, I Mm. think if you if you go right down the middle of the road on these copies, this one's not actually worth that much. It's uh, in in inbox is like somewhere around 70, 80 dollars. Not too bad. Not not too bad. bad. That's that's a fair price for an old video game. If anything, it's probably cheaper with inflation. Mm. Unfortunately, our second game in this uh in this uh, week week's collection is Chrono Trigger in box, which <laughs> wow. is Holy significantly shit. more expensive uh on the uh used game circuit. Um I didn't open this one up to see if I still had the instruction manual and stuff because opening these boxes, I'm terrified of damaging them now.
2: For sure, yeah. Uh
1: and I did open this third box, which is of uh, of our good boy Earthbound.
3: Wow! And
1: uh, Earthbound has still—I still have the manual for Earthbound, and I'd like to read from it right now because I don't know that I've ever read the manual for Earthbound. Uh, Our hero and his friends. In Earthbound, you play as four friends who are on a mission to save the world and ultimately the universe from an evil entity named Gygus. In the beginning of the game, you are a single character who has been given an awesome adventure to complete. As you travel from place to place, you meet these friends and the power of your group grows. An age-old prophecy tells of the group of friends and their influence on the plans of Gygus. Now step into the shoes of these friends as they strive to fulfill their incredible destiny. Our four friends are Ness, Paula, Jeff, and Pooh. <laughs> Earthbound was released at, at a time in Yu Song's life when he was zero, <laughs> but at a, time,
3: uh,
1: at a time in gaming when gaming was, I would say, on the whole, it was exactly like you were playing the quest of a dragon warrior who was off to save the universe and there the the idea of like meta commentary on games was still in its infancy and Earthbound is a game like its predecessor mother uh which comments on the existence of game tropes in a very funny way and when I got earthbound as uh as a kid I was off but I I was like this sucks like I I did not have the artistic vein to be like to appreciate it. I was like, these graphics are weird, the songs are crazy. The combat is fucking weird. Like instead like in Dragon Warrior or, or uh Pokemon or any of those the games that are coming out in this generation, it would be Final like Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy, it'll be like uh you you, you use your magic you use flames to attack the enemy it does this amount of damage. Uh they swing their sword at you, you dodge. All from the legacy of Dungeons and Dragons, the tabletop RPG which sort of in- invented or popularized a lot of this language. Uh the fact that we see, you know, level up your gym game on the fucking on a billboard. <laughs> like think about the Victory for Nerds <laughs> that level up your gym game is or level up your health game like yes. all that shit comes from 70s, 80s and 90s in role playing. But Earthbound was like you the snake wiggles at you sassily and you're like what the fuck what? That's I don't like this. It I it bothers me. And like the music was now awesome, then very fucking weird. Um and it was it came so late in the Super NES's life cycle mm-hmm. that this was also the year that the Saturn and the PlayStation were released, right? Maybe PlayStation was released the following summer. I can't remember. I'll look but up the, the timeline. But the Saturn is like a, 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 a huge graphical step up from the Super Nintendo. Um, Sega CD had been out for a little while. I think the 32X is right around the corner. I think the... Th- the beginning of Sega's uh fall from Grace is the near simultaneous release of the thirty two x and the Saturn, yes, <laughs> but I want to know you song mm-hmm. there weren't and i'm not when you think when when you see games from nineteen ninety five what is the energy you get from, like, if I hear an album from the, from the year I was born, I'm like, fuck, this is like the oldest thing I can imagine. Like, <laughs> when you see a Super Nintendo game from 95, what, what does it come on? Like, what, what does it give to you?
4: I think it reminds me of like, cause I think the N64 was also just like barely before or like, I, I don't know. I engaged with it really young, but I remember being so enraptured with gaming, like at the N sixty four era when I was like eight, that I didn't like I I I did like I would rather do that than do anything, which was a huge fucking blow when I realized I had homework to do. Like so, <laughs> I, and and even hearing you talk about Earthbound, I'm like. Yeah, that's like still exciting to me to trace back the language of Undertale, you know? Like yeah. 100%, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like oh, instead of attacking a dog, I can just pet the dog and resolve combat that way. Like that is mind-blowing. Like uh, to 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 have that kind of meta com- commentary. So like I don't think I'm put off by that because I know those games also feel good to play. Like the controls are probably just like really satisfying even if they are really limited and uh, I don't know. I'm just like still excited to check them out. I don't think games from that era age that badly, especially if you go in with reasonable expectations. And so probably the only way I can really engage with them is via emulator now. But if like the Switch releases another, you know,
2: the the things that you can play on Switch, I'm like, I'm all in. I, yeah, I think that's a good point because because also there have been so many you know games like Undertale, but also hey, I mentioned Super Meat Boy earlier. A game like Celeste, like these are games that owe their existence to, uh, you know, the 16-bit era, the Genesis, the Meg- slash Mega Drive, Super Nintendo slash Super Famicom. You know, the the the, the Turbo Graphics slash what the fuck was the Turbo Graphics called in. PC Engine, um, you know, that era of gaming when basically 2D gaming had been perfected, uh, had been refined to the point where like, well, the only thing to do now is add a third dimension. And and so they like, there are a lot of modern games. There's a lot of there's indie games being released this year that still use pixel art and, you know, a chip soundtracks and have control schemes that are derived from the Super Metroids and the Donkey Kong countries of the world. Um uh that yeah it's it's i i think that i think you're right that makes that stuff still approachable uh earthbound i didn't have as a kid um the 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 the, the, i think the other thing heather about that that was like so jarring is just that it was set in a contemporary setting Yeah. like i remember reading about that nintendo power and being like what like why is this in why is this just like in a city (laughs) role-playing games are supposed to have dragons and airships you know it's it's uh uh, yeah, so it it, it was a, it was an extremely bold stroke at the time. Although I guess Mother, well, that was the other thing. Mother wasn't released in the U.S., but Mother right. did a similar thing on, on the Famicom, right? Well,
1: Earthbound is Mother 2. Right. So it's Mother, Mother 2, and Mother 3. Mother 3 was released for Game Boy Advance and is one of my favorite games I've ever played. Uh, I did get a copy from Matt and Nick, and they uh, have not played.
0: I Mother have it. 3. I've played some of it. And i I would like to play. I'd like to do it more. Yeah, I'm gonna play it. I want to play it on my it's, analog it's, pocket.
1: It's really, really, really good. I know I'll um, absolutely
2: love it when I play it. It's like extremely my shit.
1: It's it's really you. It's kind of it's kind of a miracle. Mother mm-hmm. Three is kind of incredible. Like like Allah in in the same way that like when we played Snatcher, we were all kind of like, "Wow, this is." Fun and good, yeah. Like now, Snatcher it is fun owns. and good.
3: Yeah,
1: Mother Three is like that. You're you play it and you're like, I can't believe this twenty year old game feels as modern as it does. It it's like you know when you hear a a song from the early two thousands that you've never heard and you're like, this is like new, or 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 a movie like
3: mm-hmm.
1: when you see. So I recently went back and watched all the Mission Impossible films.
3: Hell yeah, hell yeah. And
1: the early ones have aged poorly, except, I think, the J.J. Abrams one, which looks like a Marvel movie. And Mm. I I mean that in all of the sort of uncomfortable, complimentary, non-complimentary ways that you can assume I mean it. It Mm -hmm. looks like everything visually... That they do in Mission Impossible 3 is now just incorporated into all fucking action movies. And Mother 3 feels like a sort an, an artifact that you're like, I don't this is so good. Mm. And I, I guess I should give Earth. I haven't ever been Earthbound. I feel embarrassed to say that.
2: Uh no, that's it actually reminds me, there's the do you ever see the hard drive um headline that's mm. uh a uh, huge, er- huge Earthbound fan, excited to play it for the first time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've, I've probably played half of it. Is yeah. my guess. Uh, like I, I it, like like Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, which I had to let go of in order to play more Fortnite and Persona Five. Like it's just going to be one of those games that's perennially unfinished for me. Every single year, I'll I, I'll try again. Um, but yeah, I um I also think I didn't purchase it until I worked at Electronics Boutique. Wow. And by that point it was discounted. Yeah. So like the small the small box I have is because the big box was damaged and they gave me like a display only box, which was like when you when you had shelves of Super Nintendo games, uh, in order to make to fit as many games on the shelves as possible, they would have like demo Packaging for it and it would just say for display only and that's the earthbound packaging I have. I don't have the big box that it originally came in. Um, but looking on eBay, that box itself, just the box, just the four demo the demo play by is 330 dollars. Jesus Jesus for just the fucking box, man. and then the game itself averages about 400. All what is that? That's not good. Which sure yeah. does make me feel good for having kept it.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> By the way, just to return to when the PlayStation released, the PlayStation was released in Japan in December of 1994, oh. uh, but didn't make its way to North America until September of 1995, mm. which is that that's one of those those pre-internet, you know, sort of things that would happen. Same thing up with the Dreamcast. It was like a full year between the Japanese release and the U.S. release. And nowadays that makes Zero cents. Like that would just never happen with a piece of hardware.
1: The Saturn was released like three weeks after it was announced at E3. Like, yeah, it was like like... a
2: surprise. The first like surprise (laughs) launch, right? (laughs) They They were
1: like, so, uh, (laughs) The PlayStation is coming this fall. And as a result, we are going to release the Saturn to you, the consumer, in a week and a half. Uh, It is very expensive. Uh, The box is big. There are games on the back of the Saturn box, which will never be released. And that's true. But they're on it. It's it's a
2: it's like a typical kind of Sega thing of just like even when they're ahead of their time, they do it wrong. Like <laughs> yeah. it's right. It's like it's like, OK, so, well, hey, there's a prize release. By the time Steve Jobs was doing that, everyone's like, oh, wow, there's a new iPhone. I can go buy it right now. I'll go do that. I'll go queue up for it. And but back then it was like you still needed, you know, fucking print media and the lead time was such that that you would you would like go to the store and see a new Sega console and be like, what, what, what's that?
1: You know, you know, the these three games were really nice, but the truth is, here I'm going to grab a different one that was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, Heather stepping away for a second. I it, it, while she's doing that, just to talk about that era the 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 PlayStation Saturn that first generation of 3D consoles. You can mm. you could throw the the N64 in there. Um. I feel like in terms of what what games have aged well, I feel like you know that this is this is this is a, pretty much a consensus opinion. But like the 16-bit era games, the generation before that yeah. have aged so much better than yeah. those first-generation 3D games. A lot of them are just flat out unplayable.
4: Yeah, I also like it, depending on what your definition of game is, you could argue that like Donkey Kong Country Two is more of a game than like Arkham Asylum, like in the sense that mm. sure. You have like more control, even, even though you have more limitations, there's like, there's less handholding, like you still have, you still have choices and the, and the controls feel like more responsive. So yeah, I, it, it like really depends. Like so long as the movement is, is, is pleasurable to do, then I'm like, hell yeah, that hasn't aged poorly at all. Arkham Asylum was pretty rad though. Sorry. Sorry. Random pot shot at Arkham Asylum.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Heather, you back.
1: Here's a 1995 game that ranks much lower on the list of collectibles, but is still available in my hole. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Which is SimCity 2000. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) Uh, I purchased this actually pretty recently. So this isn't actually from the era because no maniac in 1995 is like... Wow, Panzer Dragoon Virtual Fighter! I'm gonna get SimCity 2000 for this hour. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But you know the man, the, you got the manual in there, the game, and then on the back it says, um, th- "This shocks me. I don't know that I've ever read the back of SimCity 2000." SimCity 2000 has all the features, flexibility, art, animation, and power you need to build the city of your dreams. Design and sculpt terrain any way you like it. Create hills, valleys, lakes, rivers, and waterfalls. When earthquakes, fires, riots, tornadoes, or alien invasions strike, you'll be thrown into disaster mode, and you'll need all your gaming skills, instincts, brain power, and speed to survive. <laughs> Scenario challenges include the 1991 Oakland fire.
0: Oh, Jesus. Jesus.
1: Unemployment in Flint, Michigan. Jesus. And Hurricane Hugo hits Charleston. And that's the final sentence on the back
2: of the Thank God this came out in 2000 and not 2001.
1: <laughs> no, this came out in 1995. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh I didn't even get your joke. <laughs> Fuck. Expansion packs include... <laughs> um, you can also see how fucking terrified and rushed Sa- sega was when they released the saturn because the pack-in game of virtual fighter comes in a shaped box that they didn't end up using without <laughs> any of the uh the graphics or like it's it's got like placeholder it's yeah. fucking ridiculous
2: it's in a straight-up jewel case versus it's a the,
1: regular jewel case yeah
2: versus the long boy uh, saturn packaging um tall boy rather yeah uh that's rad heather thank you for sharing those you're welcome and this you this call. has
1: been my whole <laughs> <laughs>
2: And this has been this, this week's Get Played. Uh, you get links to our Discord, Twitch, and social media are in the episode description. Music and engineering by Devin Brandt. You follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And the final We Play, You Play of 2022 is Persona 5 Royal because you voted for it. That'll be coming in December. Uh, also check out our premium show, Get Animated, where we're watching
1: Chainsaw Man, Heather. Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man. We're watching Chainsaw Man. This, uh, week, we're, this week we are one to one. The episode is released. The episode of Chainsaw Man is released on Tuesday. We are covering it on Wednesday. So we are covering episode seven and only episode seven on Chainsaw Man. It's a great time for you to catch up. Like if you are like, oh fuck, I, I'm behind. I don't know. Well, I should just wait till the whole thing airs. Don't be in the dark with us and enjoy Chainsaw Man. Fuck, I love Chainsaw Man. <laughs>
2: It's delightful. You can find a uh, get animated stitcher premium or patreon.com slash get played. Uh, you song. I know you like anime, but you don't love gore. Are you, are you, have you, you dipped your toe into the water with chainsaw man? I have not. I'm too scared of body horror, but like,
4: I'm still uh, really excited to watch the spy family with my, my girlfriend. We've been saving the episodes, So hopefully that'll be a fun, fun binge once it's, once they're all released or when we can. And we're trying to find a good time to watch the end of Evangelion. So that's, that's the, Whoa. that's the, 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 cause there's never a good time to sign up for that. You know? <laughs> yes. So, um,
2: yeah, that's, that's me on my anime journey right now. Wow. Uh, well, uh, you song, thank you so much for joining us. Just an absolute delight to have you on the podcast. Uh, you can find him on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Yu underscore S O N G. Uh, tell us about your channel. Anything else you want to plug?
4: Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitch uh, exactly like you said. You can also find me on YouTube. Uh, just search why you underscore and I got new videos every day. If you want to learn Ricci Mahjong, if you want to experience... The, the high highs and low lows of human emotion with me please please be my <laughs> guest if you if you, you want to see some some 14 year olds telling me to be a braver player in the comments before i can delete them fast enough you get you know you can click early and, and stuff like that so so i hope to see you there and also thank you genuinely for having me on the show i'm like a, a big fan of, of
2: this and get animated so yeah oh, thanks, thanks for having man. me on
1: god bless oh, you man. thanks thanks
2: for making time for us well we'll, we'll have to have you back Anything. uh uh, but that said, I, you said such nice things to us. So I, I hate having to tell you that you got played. Oh, oh, fuck.
0: oh. <laughs>
2: Nick, you didn't
0: have to. I know. I, I know. you I, being so nice. Fucking destroyed. Wow. <laughs> to get a genuine yuck from Nick is something.